Welcome to the Comedy Here Often podcast. I'm your host, Kevy. This week on the show, my guest is Simon King. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. I used to put so much like wax in my hair, like when it was short. I used to back in the, like, the early 2000s. I used to yeah. have like Astro Boy, like wax. It was like shiny as all hell. You could land a helicopter under the snow. It was great. Like, what was your inspiration for? Uh, doing it that well, way. Someone said to me, add height to your head to look less like a bowling ball, and then I took it way too fucking literally. <laughs> was that a roast? When you, when, you are, when you are naturally gifted with a giant round head, oh, like, I'm going to paint my head like the earth one day and be like, see, it's not flat. I guess it's like, <laughs> literally is the dumbest, biggest, roundest head. Oh, it's stupid. Remember he's... Doug from Doug and the Slugs? Yeah. Remember how big his head was? I don't remember. He was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're recording. What? What's going on? <laughs> Okay. Oh, yay, thank you. What are those That's posters awesome. for? Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> that looks like a treat of a show. Yeah. Yeah. Let's here, see. Here we go. Mm. Oh, what? Here's where we announce I'm, 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 I'm going to accidentally leave these here. Yeah. He just does the whole interview like that. The, the best place to put them, right? I should just put them on like a sandwich board. What could possibly be happening? <laughs> I've turned into a cigarette package. What? What is, that came out all right. What is this for, Simon? Let's I'm gonna, announce it. You know it. what I thought? I thought uh, my legacy is going to be little or nothing, right? No. Like, let's be realistic about it. Let's. You're my I'm hero. A, I'm a. Well, you got to raise your standards. <laughs> I, if, if I'm in your Justice League, that's a shitty Justice League. You and Batman. <laughs> it's it's the just as as just us league. Um, so, <laughs> no, I am. I am me and Batman. Neither of us has superpowers, but he's just a rich guy, which is apparently a superpower. Anyway, well, well that's who beat Superman. Yeah. Lex Luthor is just a rich guy. That's all. That's his entire power. Yeah. Versus the most powerful force in the universe. He just a rich real estate dude. He's basically Le- Trump. Lex Luthor looks like Caillou. Remember that character? That he bald does look like Caillou. child. That's the origin yeah. story. Pull it up, Alexi. Lex Luthor. This is what she does. Alexi Luthor. There you go. That's it. I had ah, friends. Yes. That's exactly. it. We finished. I had friends in high school who told me that Caillou had cancer and that's oh. why he's bald. And I still don't know if they're just joking or not. My buddy had a joke that that's why the bananas in pajamas were always in pajamas. They have cancer. They all had cancer. <laughs> I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh that's horrendous. Because <laughs> they like napping. It really changes that that entire bananas yeah. in pajamas. Oh yeah, I no totally to yeah. Like yeah, Caillou. Time. See, yeah. when you said Doug and the Slugs earlier, I thought you were going to talk about Doug Funny, and he also looks like Caillou. Doug Funny. You remember the uh, Nickelodeon show Doug? I do not remember Doug. It was like uh, it was like a really tame Simpsons, and then his like the new Simpsons. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I just heard Ari Shafir say that the Simpsons. Oh were, yeah. Uh, at a certain point, became a children's show. It did. And that's so true. Yeah. Was that a big influence on you as a kid? Uh, you know, the funny thing is not really because like I was, I didn't start watching it until I was probably in my teens. Okay. Because um, I'm uh, old. No. So, like, yeah, well, I was born in 77. So for me, Simpsons, I was already probably 10 or 11 years old when Simpsons came out. So I probably didn't really notice it until I was like... I wasn't. We weren't a big TV household. Oh yeah, we were mostly just all yelling all at the same time in different directions of the house. Well, you're all performing. That's uh, where comedy comes from. Yeah, exactly. Just, Screaming just, at each other. Please pay attention to me. <laughs> and pay attention to me, December fourteenth. <laughs> the the subtlest segues in the game. Hell of a plug. Just Let's see how many floating around like a screensaver. It's at, it's at the Biltmore. It is the Biltmore. It's I'm, Simon King's 
filmed special. Yeah, I'm filming a new special. So what I did was I put out uh, uh, camera one, camera two. Anyway, I put out, <laughs> I never know. I never know which one to go to. Uh, so I put out I put out uh, a, a, a television special, a download special, a couple of albums and everything. And then uh, the last couple of years, I just did some funny, silly albums just for. Fun. Yeah. But this is the one I've been trying to get made for a while. So this mm-hmm. is the one that I think is. Uh, Indicative of where I'm at as a comic, and mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's the biggest special I've ever done. We're spending some real money on it, having some real people come in, do some real stuff. There's a lot of talent involved. I'm really proud of where we've gone so far, and now all I got to do is be funny, which well. you know I should be able to do that for about half the time. So <laughs> <laughs> just talking himself up. Uh, no, I'm really I'm really excited for this one. I think this is going to be the big one. My, it's my 20th year in stand up. Wow. In February is my 20th anniversary. So well, congratulations. This is the one that we're trying to do. To kind of that's that's the what I call is the, my all eggs in one basket special. Okay, <laughs> and it's comedy here often's first special. I'm excited for that too. Yeah. That's how how cool is that that I that know. like this is the inaugural. I mean, done lots of albums and stuff, but this is the inaugural. Let's put this on film. Yeah, and you picked quite possibly the most attractive person you could. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because you, I see what you're doing. You start low. You're gonna end up with someone. You're gonna end up with like a Ross Dalk or someone. But you're starting here. <laughs> Just making sure. Well, if, if we can make him look good on 4K, wow. we're make anyone look good. Shout out to Ross. <laughs> he knows he's good looking. <laughs> he's aware. Wow. So that's mm. December 14th. December 14th. Biltmore. Tickets there's, are on sale. Yeah, there's two shows, an 8 and a 10.30. Um, and uh, both will be great. I think, the for me, I always feel like the late show's a little more fun. Yeah. Uh, so if you're wanting to be, for the little more fun, type, cut loose, I'll probably do a little more. We have a little less turnaround on the late show. So, okay. we, so we can kind of hang out. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> Taken to the hospital. The self-esteem police. They're here to, <laughs> they're here to help me. That oh, guy's so sure. sad inside. I don't know why Tracy Morgan is. Uh, <laughs> Tracy Morgan of the self-esteem, please. I feel like you now gotta, that... gotta get your chin up. Both chins. All three chins. <laughs> we'll get them pregnant. Get, get those chin. Get your face. Is your head pregnant? <laughs> she just got a round head. She just turned off the cameras and be like, Tracy Morgan came in. Just do that. <laughs> hey, I'm glad. I'm here often, too. <laughs> I feel like now that you're not allowed to do a Cosby impression, Tracy Morgan's the go-to fun voice to do. You can do it. You can only do one, though, which is him in the electric chair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even turned it on yet, sir. <laughs> That's the only way I can figure out how to get away with a Cosby impression nowadays is like if he's being murdered by the state, which I think is appropriate, I right? it is, too. And I do that. Sometimes I talk about it on a stage, and I, and I tag with it. I go die blind in prison, and people are like, ooh, harsh. I'm like, harsh? Really? <laughs> That's always too what soon. sets me off. Too soon. <laughs> like, you know, that Pinochet was fine, too. Just die. <laughs> anyway, that's the kind of comedy you can expect if you come. <laughs> it's funny how nobody really saw it coming, yet he had all those, like, Spanish fly jokes in the 60s and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, if you like, go back on the catalog, that guy was creepy as fuck, yeah. man. Like, he was a terrifying human. And and also, it's always the ones who have the most moral outrage, you know, pull yeah. up your pants, stop swearing everything. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'll take a guy yelling motherfucker once in a while if he's not the worst serial rapist in American history. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, like, just if that's, if that's the choices you're giving me. Like, Bill Burr, good guy. Dude. <laughs> Dude, dude, what does that mean? Dude, why? What do you, what do you mean, good guy? What am I, weak? Put your hand on the mic. Dude, 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 what the hell? Dude, that guy was a freak. I love your, your Bill Burr, Why the Chicken Crossed the Road. Dude, why? Dude, he was happy. 
doing? He was watching chicken sports. And she's like, you should cross the road. And he tries. And she, he got hit by a truck. She took the fucking eggs. Dude, she took the fucking eggs. Because <laughs> I figure that's how he would like approach that. Yeah. He'd be very angry at the, at the lady chicken. <laughs> he would be pro-rooster, I think. <laughs> Bill, Bill, he's like one of my favorite podcasts to listen to because he just like oh, I'm just like yeah I'm wound up too like yeah, it's just yeah. like it's agitated like he, he does that bit about how he's training his dog and he's like his energy winds up the dog oh, yeah, and I'm like yeah. yeah but you do that for everyone who listens to your podcast like yeah. we're like yeah go get him I feel like I relate to it a little too much yeah yeah you know? yeah me too there's a lot of it that I'm like yeah uh huh yeah and then there's some of it I'm like you're out of your fucking mind but even then I could hear myself saying that in his voice like dude what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just gonna start doing a podcast where I just I just interview celebrities, but they're just me. Yeah. I'm just gonna interview me. I mean, like, hey, Bill, how are you? No, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> just like, just that's it. Just play the drums. That actually is a great idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I should yeah. do the Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast where just a bad guy. I should do a podcast where he interviews people, which would be hilarious. And then I'm not involved in it in any way. And then when it eventually gets enough of a following, I'll bring myself on as a guest to bump my career. <laughs> I can learn to do a Joe Rogan impression. This is over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that, but if I could. Yeah, he doesn't really have a, a voice that uh, lends itself to an impression, really. No, it doesn't. It, it's, it's hard. Like, the, the, the ones that are easiest, of course, are the ones that you can, like, pick up something yeah. that they, they're easy to grab onto. And also what's recognizable. I mean, you can do a perfect impression of someone, and no one will know that that's accurate. They want yeah. the... Like with Arnold, for instance, like they want that deep, thick. Yours is different than most people's Arnold's. Well, mine is what he actually sounds like. It's what it, <laughs> that's the way when he's older now, because I do him older. So the deeper in the voice, so he's like more stretched out and tired. He's been around a while. He's in his 70s now. You know, it's like he used to be able to lift cars and I can't lick stamps. <laughs> uh, does anybody else want a nap and oatmeal? <laughs> So no, I was always like, I was always like, you do the impression of the accurate, like, so if you can do the person talking, mm-hmm. so like my Robin Williams was never, because if you can do the person being extreme, that's the one thing, but yeah. that's, that's what works 90% of the time on stage, but if you want to do the yeah. thing that's like, like the, you know, just kind of like talking, like, yeah. so you don't want to talk like that, you know, anytime, <laughs> quite, quite, big. hey, how are you, thanks, <laughs> thanks for being on the podcast, coming here often, coming here everywhere, okay, <laughs> I get into it, okay, that's weird now though. <laughs> Jay Moore said it's like a lot of voices just are kind of like his, so that's why he could yeah. do a Christopher Walken because yeah. they kind of have a similar voice anyway. Yeah, that's where I am. That's the ones. The ones that are harder are the ones that are yeah. sort of more out there, but the ones that are closer. Like so, like because I could never. And usually, what it is, you find a word before, so you find a word you can get into the impression with. So, like I couldn't do uh, Arnold, for instance, until I could do like Jason Statham. Uh, the word turkey was the word that. You know, my favorite animals. My favorite animals, the turkey. <laughs> But before I could do that, I couldn't figure out how to say it. But it's because he used to say Turkish, and then Turkish turkey, and then <laughs> turkey. So that's that's all it is. So you just find the word, and then you go. Man, it's it's crazy how a good impression brings people such joy. It's weird, yeah. right? It's weird. It's this weird thing, and it's and the weird thing is for me comedically, and that actually weirdly segues back into the special. So what I did was when I started out, I did a lot of impressions and characters. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like cartoony stuff. And I had some points to what I was doing. And then as you get older, uh, you realize the world's a piece of garbage and it's on fire. So then you try. 
So then you get real angry and then you're like, I hate everything. (laughs) And then uh, when I drank away the angriest part of my brain, I got to this point where I started to merge the two. So this special Mm -hmm. is a combination of the sillier, goofier stuff. Yeah. So, you know, like goose noises and dumb shit like that. But then also politics and social stuff as well. So that's that's why this is kind of important to me is because I spent the first 10 years of my career doing a style one way and then I put that away and I didn't do impressions or characters for like five or six years, which is when you're on the road, you know, in the middle of nowhere, it's really easy just to be able to dig out an impression and be like, and you know you'll... Okay. But you didn't want to use it as a crutch, or why did you stop doing it? Well, I stopped doing it because I needed to know I could do it without it. Yeah, I wanted to be just as good a uh, comic without as I was with, and then I figure if I put them together, yeah. it's like learning. It's like learning two different disciplines in dance or martial arts or something. Yeah. You kind of have to almost forget the first one yeah. to get good at the next one, and then when you combine them. You know, it, it hopefully works. It seems to be working. I've been running the hour. Well, this has been ready to go for about a year. So I've been running the hour. Uh, I, I put it away for a while. And now I've been running it again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking it. I'm liking where it is. It's still fresh for me. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not super topical or anything. I'm not like doing all that. Man, that Hillary, she's never going to get in. <laughs> <laughs> she's kidding herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Super topical Hillary Just super Clinton topical election Hillary Clinton material. A whole special of it. <laughs> so, so, this special, it was ready a while ago, and then I just do Obama. <laughs> That's Stephen Harper. Get a haircut. I saw. Um, it's funny. Uh, a friend of a friend of mine let me help curate uh, the comedy stage at a festival once, and I oh, really yeah? wanted Eric Andre on it. Oh and yeah! Then, wow. And he got on, and then he went on stage, and he's like. Yeah, I don't really do stand-up anymore, so my references are a little dated. What do you guys think of this new 311 album? Like, <laughs> some, like weird, weird, dumb reference. Like, went over everyone's head. That's amazing. Everyone was, like, 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, did a, I did a comedy festival in England, the V-Fest Virgin Music Fest, and it was, like, everyone. It was, like, the, I think the, the headliner was, like, churches or something. It was, like, so everyone there was, like, 20. Yeah. And then we did this comedy stage which is a tent that mm-hmm. seats 3,000 on the ground yeah but the way they had it w- worked out was there was two nobody comics and then a very famous comic yeah and so it would be like Frankie Boyle wow. and then nobody comics mm-hmm. and then it would be like you know I don't know who else would be like uh, Jimmy Carr and then nobody yeah. comics yeah. so the worst place to be was the place where uh, I was which was after so after the, the famous comic some people stick around yeah. in the tent but then they kind of f- fade away yeah. I mean you're doing 20 minute sets so about 20 minutes after that I get on mm-hmm. there's like literally four people in a tent that seats 3,000 two of them are 14 year old girls coming down off Molly and the other two people are this weird like potato looking couple from the north of England <laughs> just sitting they were sitting toboggan style like now he, yeah back, he was she was behind him in, and this, you got to understand, this is a field. Like, there's no yeah. reason for that. It was very strange. Like, he was expecting me to, like, throw something at her or something. I don't know. And I started up, and I started talking about England because I am English, and I was born there, and I was living there at the time where I just moved back, and then I'd gone back. So I had absolutely every right to talk about the shit that I was talking about, but the guy was, like, so, like, mad at me for even mentioning English because he thought I was American, and I kept saying I wasn't American, and I said I was Canadian, but it doesn't matter because I was English. Yeah. And I got into a screaming match with one man, wow. with 25% of the audience, <laughs> in a 3,000-person tent that's completely empty, wow. while one of the most famous comics in the country watches from the oh. side. <laughs> and then I, I came off stage, and he was like, how'd that go? I go, you know how that went. 
<laughs> and I went to the beer fridge and I did not come back. Like well, it was that was the worst show I've ever done, and it was in the middle of. But then I find out later that like that's just the standard fare for those. They're terrible. Uh-oh. Like there's footage somewhere. Uh, Doug Stanhope, who's arguably the best in the game, getting apples thrown at him at Glastonbury. So they don't wow. come for that. They didn't come for comedy. You know? I just was listening to Anthony Jeselnik talk about before he had his own audience, he went on the tour with Doug Benson opening and he oh, was yeah? just walking rooms. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he opened for Posehn that made sense and his crowd liked it. Didn't, uh, didn't we talk about this before? Didn't Jimi Hendrix open for the Monkees? Yeah. So there you go. And Prince opened for Rolling Stones and got booed off. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is all who your crowd is. And that's kind yeah. of what I've managed to carve out a little bit of a niche over time. Absolutely. If people actually show up. Canada's one of those places where you'll be like, you'll be like, I'm coming to your town. And you'll advertise and everything. You'll get like 70 people out of 100. And then as soon as the next day, you'll be like, great show last night in blank. And they'll be like, why didn't you tell me you were I coming? I was like, dude, I literally spent three weeks like plastering. They just or don't. People don't give a shit. not even see that and be like, hey, come to Vancouver. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh, I was just there. That's <laughs> the best one. Yeah, you'll get like an email like two weeks later. When are you coming out west? It's like, dude, I, I, I'm out. West. I'm at West all the time. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. so often I get one from like the middle of nowhere. Guys, like, you should come to something, something Delaware. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> like, unless you're paying 5000 a ticket, I don't see. Or, I, but I always say to them, I was like, you know, get a couple hundred friends together. Yeah, yeah, I'll come out. But then anyone who likes my comedy doesn't have a couple hundred friends. There's, there's no fucking way they talk to other people. Like, <laughs> I've seen, oh, dude, I went off on one of the, So every so often, I get this, uh, like, I'll get messages through Facebook from psychos. Not, not not always psychos, but just, like, the people who feel like at 3 o'clock in the morning it's appropriate to send you a beheading video. <laughs> and be like, check this out. What do you think of this? And I'll be like, but, like, like conspiracy. Like, it doesn't even sound real. I cut off a head and it sounds like, you know, it's like that. And so I was talking about that once on stage at, like, a, a dirtbag open mic with, like, nobody in the audience. And fuck me if one of the guys who did that wasn't there. Wow. And he said to me afterwards, he's like, you talking about me? I was like, oh, shit. Oh, like, <laughs> he, I don't even want to be in the same room he it was really funny and I was like oh please don't murder me <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like really creepy so like I kind of like this whole not being known very well like not you know not being like underground well which sadly will change when the special comes out <laughs> that we're filming to <laughs> just turn in one of those tele- uh, TV marketing guys from like the 90s like, Beanie Babies are flying off the shelves unless you have like a a constant stream of just debate st- going along the bottom of the video. Um, <laughs> I heard funny. just a crawl, but it's only one piece of information. We don't need any more information. From yeah, yeah. Um, I heard Mark Marin say when he started to get really popular, he was like, "The I, I think it was Ticketmaster was like, wow, you sell a lot of single tickets to your show." <laughs> What does that Andy Kindler say is like the, the half a house tour where it's like just enough room for uh, an audience member in her purse so she can put it back next to her? <laughs> That's so funny. This is funny because it's like, it's like you, because I was used to, you know, you play full comedy clubs and you're playing like three, four hundred people, but they're not there for you. Yeah. And so when you actually change your game, you're, you're down to like 50, 100 people, but they're there for you. Yeah. So with the shows are better for everybody. Yeah. And they're much more entertaining and they're much more, because I don't want to get on a, like it's a mixed bill. It's like, you know, the MC, you know, she's talking about dating and the middle guy's talking about cats and then. I come up and I'm like, fuck, burn it down. You know, like, yeah, no, yeah. Like, like some people will like it. Some people are like, yeah, burn it down. Yeah. And and some people will be like, more cat stuff. And some people are like, more yeah. dating stuff. And <laughs> so there'll be just a lot of confusion as to what's going on. Yeah. Whereas when you, and also, it's like, it's the difference between talking to a stranger and a friend, mm-hmm. right? So like when you talk to a friend, you can just be yourself and you don't have to explain. The reason I made this joke is because 12 years ago, you know, yeah, to yeah, do that. Yeah. it's like a video game. You're already halfway through. You've already got all the shit. Yeah. But like when you're talking to strangers, you're starting from the beginning. And yeah. it's like, I have to spend 10 minutes to explain you why and I have to go slower and I have mm-hmm. to be more it's it's difficult for me yeah so I just like to do you know 
Yeah. And it, it's, it's, I mean, if everybody loves you, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. In comedy, particularly. I think. Well, it's not going to be really that um, unique, probably. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, vanilla ice cream is probably the most popular ice cream in the world, but I don't know anyone who's passionate about it. Yeah. There's probably some weirdo somewhere on Reddit who's like, actually, <laughs> these, are the per- these beans are perfectly roasted. <laughs> He's got vanilla in his neck beard. <laughs> <laughs> All of Reddit is just a hive of like incels oh, yeah. in basements. Like it's just the worst. You're popular You'll, on there. Oh my god! You'll post <laughs> no, something. Like it's it? funny actually. There's a lot of really. It, it's it's most of the people who kind of go there and look at stuff and leave, which is fine. Yeah. Like it's really good if you're writing current event stuff to go through and look at stories. It's a very good aggregator. Yeah. So there's that, um, and it's good for promotion and stuff like that. But there's also a certain group of people. Like I posted a clip on there, which everyone's like, "Don't post clips." I'm like, "Yeah, but the the point is, 99% of it's positive. Yeah. To be to be fair, mm-hmm. it is. But you do get this one guy. He's like, he's like, this is garbage comedy. I know because I go to comedy every week, and once I did 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, oh boy, <laughs> did you? Well, I guess you're an expert then. <laughs> Could sir. you imagine just being like, don't do that in any other job, just being a pilot? And some guy's like, you're a garbage pilot. I have a simulator at home. And one time, I, I took a flight with a guy flying the plane. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Let me in the cockpit. Yeah, I, I can handle this. I'll, I'll, show you how to I'll do pull it. all these levers, and then when you crash, you're like, Bleh. I listen to podcasts about how to fly airplanes. That's what's changed now too. It's like everyone's coming to shows with this weird like back. Like, not, I'm not talking about because average people don't give a shit about stand-up comedy. Like, yeah. maybe one percent of the population gives a shit about stand-up comedy. Like if you stopped any person on the street and asked them to name five famous comics, it would be like Seinfeld and it would be like, you know, maybe Robin Williams or whatever it would be, yeah, yeah. Russell Peters. Um, but if you like the the actual like nerds, like the yeah. locked in yeah. neckbeard people, they're like <laughs> Vanilla Neckbeard. They listen to <laughs> Vanilla Neckbeard, which is my rap name. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just lie down. Call his ice pack for my neck. I'm Vanilla Neckbeard. That's my, that's my Fat John Wick character. I've started to entertain myself oh, yeah. with fat. I just basically take celebrities and make them horrendously fat. Celebrities and characters. Oh, so yeah. Fat Greta Thunberg. How dare you? It's always the same voice. It's it always, always the same it was very accurate. As soon as I finish these half rounds, I'm gonna get the guys who killed my dog. <laughs> Fat John Wick. It. Works with every character. It's pretty. Yeah. It's a universal thing. Yeah. I I, made, I was in a car with my buddy, and I made myself laugh so hard at that. He's like, "Why are you laughing so hard at that?" I go, "I really don't know. I don't know why I find that so funny, but I really do." Just John Wick on a scooter, oh. <laughs> just, just, just falling asleep. <laughs> Yes, because like, he was in retirement for five years, yeah. and his wife died. He would be stress eating. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. he would get yeah. fat. And he wouldn't stay dog. ripped. And he, his, yeah, he would. He would. He would be miserable, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I figure he's, you know. Yeah. So then, when he goes and breaks the concrete underneath, it's just like cupcakes. Now he's mad. Oh man, I can't wait to get fat, dude. That's dude. my retirement. Oh, uh, it's good. It's good. I'll tell you right now. If we dropped in the Arctic, I'm going to outlive you by 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> I got to still be there. I'd be like, this guy died. Had to eat him. Had to eat him. No yeah. choice. <laughs> this guy died. Yeah, this guy died. <laughs> like the helicopter's coming. Don't worry about him. If there's only one seat. <laughs> Is that fat John Wick? You can't bear here. I'm going to get in the helicopter. Put them, put them, put them, put them. It's like how 
Patton Oswald has that joke about how fat people foods are made for fat people oh, to say like God. I will have another nutter butter <laughs> <laughs> the B word fat <laughs> bring me a bed, 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 bed. do not open the door <laughs> Oh dear, this went off the rails immediately. I, love it. I think Fat John Wick should have his own podcast. Tell me more about your story. <laughs> I really, for real, think he falls asleep a lot because the apnea. He doesn't get a good sleep at night. <laughs> celebrity podcast idea is brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I should do it. You should do like do a, just the dumb. I like the idea of just Arnold Schwarzenegger interviewing people. Like I'll just do the Arnold Schwarzcast and then wait for him to get mad and send me a cease and desist. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to send me a letter? Go fuck yourself. I will, I'll call his lawyer myself. I know I said send a letter, but I got drunk. I was very sad. I didn't mean it. There's a, there's a metal band, and all their uh, songs are Arnold Schwarzenegger lyrics. Really? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger singing? Alexi. I can't remember what they're called, but they have a song called Get to the Chopper. Get to the Chopper. <laughs> Did he ever actually say that? It's, is that like one of those beam me up Scotty things oh, where it never it. actually got said? Beam me up Scotty was never said in Star Trek? No, I said Scotty beam me up. Oh, man. Yeah. Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> there's one that... You don't, there's some impressions you don't even have to say words. <laughs> uh. That's all it is. That's, <laughs> a, that's a great Shatner. <laughs> that's all, like, there's some you just don't have to say words. You really don't. <laughs> there are other impressions. Like, <laughs> See? <laughs> What's it called, Lexi? Austrian death machine. Yeah. Perfect. This is my parents' name for me. <laughs> when I was growing up, they used to call me Little Austrian Death Machine. Get in here. But he never got upset about that. No, I would that. polish my father's gumboots. And <laughs> someone told me that he has like the redneck Austrian accent. Oh, really? Yeah, like like the you know how we all that guy talk like that. That's the accent we always make fun. That apparently his accent is the one that that they make fun of. I guess I don't know. I love on The Simpsons when they make fun of like trashy British people, and it'll, yeah, their impression of it will yeah. be like, "Shine your boots, Gavin. Yeah, 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 Don't yeah, touch yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And having lived there, it's accurate. There's a lot of those people. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Hey, what are you fucking doing? It's like, all right, get away from me. I love a good British pub, though. Oh boy, I love a good British pub. If they didn't close at midnight, I know. It's you know what crazy. the problem is? Is British people they drink like so? So I am English. I was born in England. I, I, I was raised in Canada after the age of five, but I grew up English in Canada because my parents were born in England in, in the forties. So they mm. they're like that generation of British. Yeah. So like the hardcore, everything's fucked. Empire's over British, yeah. um, and they're from Liverpool area. So like okay. legit fucking hardcore. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. fucking wow. with fucked right. And uh, and so we uh, like I grew up with a bottle of wine on. The table but it was never like we never drank like i didn't get drunk until i was in my 30s i, I just i drank i used to drink but i would be able to handle a lot of booze yeah. so i always thought it was just a misnomer that british people were just piss tanks and then i went there holy fuck like <laughs> hey is it quitting time at 5 30 at 5 31 you have a pint in your hand <laughs> because you want to get as drunk as you can by eight so you have to go home to deal with your family that you hate because you're in a country that you hate that has no like that this just burned out and dead and then just now it's tearing itself apart and then you get up and go to work like literally every day just pile like central london just every bar they're out on the streets they're yeah. just hammered but by like 9 30 10 o'clock 
they're done. That's why the bars close at twelve. Yeah. But here in Canada, we like drink properly. Like we go out, we're like putting in a just like putting in a shift. Yeah. And if we like it, we throw in overtime. That's how it works. <laughs> but like at two o'clock, like there was an American bar around the corner from where I lived in Crouch End, American bar, and it was an American bar because it had American decorations in it or what they thought Americans decorated their houses like, oh, which is really weird. It's like yeah, yeah we got fucking Star Wars over there, and, we got, <laughs> and that's a picture of a dog. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> And then, and, then, and then, so they would do that, and they would play every so often. They would play like Marvin Gaye and stuff because they're real Americans. And that was the place where the lady handed me a pint, and she's like, "Oh, I've not tried that." And she took a sip of my pint and then handed it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah," uh, but they were open till fucking whenever. Like okay. they, so I think the laws allow you to stay open late, but they just never do. They just don't give a shit. I remember my band was on tour in Japan once, and we were there for two weeks. And after the first week, someone in my band said to our like tour manager, her name's Karu, and she she spoke like pretty pretty good English, but every once in a while things would be lost in translation. Yeah. And I remember someone was like, Dude, "Can we go somewhere that has like like you know like our food, like Western food?" And she was like, "Western food," and then yeah. he's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Okay," and then she took us to this place that was like cowboy themed. <laughs> Western and there was like Perfect. a tumbleweed, but all they served was spaghetti. So, of course, spaghetti Western makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, just but served so by Italians made no sense. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. I Japan's. That. I've never been to Japan, and I've always wanted you to would go because it, it just yeah. seems like to me like that kind of place where like it seems like an entire country designed by fever dreams. You know what I mean? Like it's like like someone got stung by a hornet sometime around 1800, and then their entire like the whole country will be like this. It's amazing. I remember I saw David Cross uh, do stand up here once, and he said, "Wow, Vancouver, your city has a lot of unnecessarily complicated architecture." Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just, I mean, every building that goes up is just a middle finger to the rest of Canada. It's yeah, like, yeah. that's all it is now. It's like, oh, yeah. look at this one. It's twisty. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you know you're in an earthquake zone. Who cares? It's already twisty. <laughs> it's already twisty. <laughs> like, people actually say that to me. It's like, oh, there could be an earthquake. I'm like, oh, yeah, there could be a winter here every year. And it happens all the time. <laughs> I don't own snow tires. Go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> like, I love a lot of the rest of Canada, but not the weather. Like, ugh, yeah, that's such an old man thing. I don't When I was young, global warming... <laughs> By the way, I was just making a note to myself that this episode is called It's Already Twisty. It's Already Twisty! <laughs> Welcome back to It's Already Twisty, the number one Dutch game show in the world. Come on out, tell me, is this a twisty or not twisty? Uh, it feels a twisty, it's twisty! <laughs> And then he just wins lawn furniture. There's like no reason at all. It's a game show. Game show. Welcome yeah, back yeah. to Twisty. Who do you think is going to take over for Alex Trebek? Because I think even if he doesn't die, I think he's probably going to quit Steve at Steve Harvey. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I like watching clips guy. of Steve Harvey disappointed in the guests of that Aww. show. It's, it's, he's so hard on them. Steve yeah. Harvey is <laughs> just like, oh, God. Drew Carey. Who oh, do you yeah. want to take over? I don't know. Like it's an it's being it's, an, it's such an iconic like that's the game show like Wheel of Fortune was a big one or Wheel of Fortune's a big one and and Price is Right Price is Right was a big one Wheel of Fortune will be another big one I think Jeopardy's like the one yeah because you got to have someone pseudo smart I think uh, Jim Parsons from Big Bang Theory oh okay they'll get Sheldon to take over 
That is a because I don't know whether Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons is is probably quite smart, but I know his character is supposed to be super smart, so it'll just become a parody of itself. Yeah, and they'll be like, "Just do the Sheldon thing," and he'd be like, "I'm a, I'm a real actor. Just do it." I it's like, okay, "Okay, okay." Simon, do you have any phobias? Uh, I'm afraid of drowning. Well, that's not a phobia. That's a legitimate problem. Like, it's not nobody's like, "Hope a drown." Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, think about well, it. I know a couple of depressed people, but <laughs> I don't think anybody's like, "Can't wait to take a bath." Maybe it's the last one. Like, that's a legitimate. That's not a phobia. I mean, it's a fear. Like, if it's irrational fear, like yeah. if you're you're drinking your coffee slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I drowned. That's how Epstein would drown. Yeah. <laughs> I was found drowned in a in coffee. A bowl, in a glass of water. <laughs> you think anyone's ever drowned that? Yeah, it's, it's for sure that's yeah. happened. For sure. Yeah. I mean, oh, did, yeah. wasn't it T.S. Eliot died from swallowing a bottle cap? So people die in weird ways. Wow. I think it was T.S. Eliot. What, what about you? Are you good with heights? Are you good with flying? I used to be good with heights and flying, and I'm not anymore, and I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's like in the last year even, yeah. and I don't know why. Like I was on a flight to Kitimat. A little while ago, and there was we took off, and then they had to turn around because there was a problem with the plane, which is fine. Yeah, uh, but like I was in flight school when I was young, like I know how it all works. You went to and, flight school? Yeah, yeah. My flight school closed before I got my license, but I, I had a certain amount of time in this stuff. Whoa, I knew what I was cool. doing. Yeah, so but so like I know what's happening, but maybe that's why I don't yeah. know. But like, and so I sit. At the, I like to sit at the back of the plane because I like the I like the, the ride of it. But I, I'm I'm okay. I'm not okay with the when the plane goes sideways. I'm not good with that because oh, yeah. like, I know what's happening there I'm like well this is this is oh. not good what like, does that mean well it's like it's so basically like it's like it's basically you know you're, you're being sucked up into the air that's the way it works the Bernoulli's principle works is you're being sucked up you're not being pushed up you're being sucked up because the air on top so the air below is moving faster than the air on top so it's pushing it up right that's the way the plane works and so when it goes like this it means that it's it's having so that's why icing is a problem because it can't maintain an airfoil if the wings are iced it changes the airfoil shape and you lose lift and then you hit things this is the most educational episode of this podcast ever. <laughs> I'll explain it I'll make it less so when the airplane is flying in the sky if the ice gets on the wings you all fucked up you can't do that that's why you don't see any flying ice cream bands but I don't like <laughs> <laughs> De-icer That's what Vanilla Ice's Last album was called <laughs> He went back to Just Rob Van Winkle <laughs> It was Van Winkle right? Yeah That's a rough name to have Because it's got a lot of connotation No wonder he changed it Like if Jeeves Yeah but Vanilla Ice Is also a rough <laughs> Like come on man Vanilla Ice sounds like A flavor at 31 Buskin, Buskin Robbins <laughs> give, me, give me a Vanilla Ice Nah the pants won't fit in the cone uh, <laughs> Every time you have to scoop, scoop, and then Suge Knight throws it up a balcony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how he slaps it out of your hand up a balcony. Yeah, <laughs> takes the cone's whole um, entire back paddle. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not bad at flying, but I just I'm more tense than I used to be. I never yeah. used to give a shit at all because the powerlessness of it all. I'm like, well, it's if, if something happens. Look, if the engines fail below. When you're, oh, when you're climbing out, that's the most dangerous part. When you're coming in, that's the most dangerous part. If the engines fail while you're at altitude, glide ratio means that at 39,000 feet, you got all, they got time to figure it out. Mm. Uh, if a wing drops off, you're fucking dead. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, so like if, if, if any of that shit happened, like as long as the plane, because <clears throat> anything that can fly can glide, right? Mm. Um, so theoretically, if the engines fail, you have time to find somewhere to be. Okay. It doesn't always mean you will, but mm. you have time. Yeah. If On your way up, if the engines fail, then you're going to stall out and then 
crash probably that's the way so when that bing comes on when you've hit 10,000 feet you're super safe that's Mm -hmm. when you're fine but it's just the turbulence going up and out like on the way out of Kitimat we hit an air pocket and we because when I one of the first flights I ever took it was a little Cessna 152 and it's like a little flying Volkswagen, little tiny airplanes. Yeah. And uh, and we hit an air pocket, and we lost about 120 feet of altitude, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it feels like a lot. Yeah. Like it's like it's like, like that, and then you're down, and then you're like, and then you're in this little tiny box, and we're like, all right, okay, like that's good. <laughs> but I was like 16 at the time, so I was like, I'm invincible. <laughs> and now I'm 42. I'm like, I I need to update my life insurance. Like, like, <laughs> you're quickly doing another. So phone. yeah. <laughs> well, Wi-Fi's expensive. By the way, everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything. I'm not, I'm not worried right now. Oh, when I got my life insurance, as a joke, when I got my life insurance, the guy said, and obviously, you know, there's a clause you can't kill yourself for two years. And I'm like, two years? <laughs> and he's like, what? And I go, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have a plan. Um, <laughs> I got a rope guy. Don't worry. That's <laughs> bad when he got a rope guy. <laughs> oh, this stuff. Silky smooth. Doesn't even leave a mark. Oh, that's <laughs> Say Epstein coupon code at discount for, for, for 50% off at checkout. Home Depot's got Epstein brand rope now. <laughs> It'll actually break your neck, which is pretty much impossible. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Did you have a, a day job before you were, because you started doing um, drama stuff as a teenager, right? Yeah, so I, I, I dropped out of school when I was 16, and then I had to get some gainful employment. Uh, so I was I worked in call centers, basically, because that's where you could, that's where they would put people like me. Yep, customers. there. And it's real easy. I mean, this is how stupid customer service is. Like, if you actually are nice to people, they're like, he's a genius of customer service. I'm like, no, I just didn't tell old lady to fuck off. Like, I yeah, just yeah. didn't do that. And they're like, and so I just moved up, and then and then I moved to Shaw. Cable is Rogers at the time, and then, and I stayed there for a while, and I would started stand-up in February of 2000. And um, I basically kind of wanted to do stand-up then. I was like, well, this is what I want to do. But I had this job, and it was paying me more money than I had any right to earn without, mm. a, without a high school diploma. And I kept wow. moving up. And so I was getting this really good wage, and I was like, eh, but I was working at night. Yeah. And so I could only do comedy. Like, I was working – I got down to the point where I was only working uh, four days a week, so I'd have three days off. Yeah. Um, but the, the days that the good comedy shows off were always moving. So, oh, yeah, so yeah. I did comedy for about six months, and then I kind of quit. I, I stopped doing comedy. I did comedy maybe once a month for two years. Whoa. And then in uh, 2002, in May, May 15th, 2002, uh, they called me in the office, and they were doing some restructuring. They, they offered me either a promotion or a layoff. Oh wow! And the lady that that it's was my boss. Polar opposite yeah. choices. Yeah, she was basically like, if you take the promotion, you're going to have to be, you know, you're going to be one of us. Like you're getting a suit, you're doing this stuff. That's what's happening. Yeah. Or and then she slid the paper. She goes, you could do what you think you want to do with your life. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, good decision. And then so, uh, absolutely no safety net, nothing. I just packed all my shit in my little scooter at the time. My little <laughs> scooter. <laughs> my scooter got my home. <laughs> and. Uh, And then, uh, and then John I, Wick. Yeah, well, I was I was really miserable. Like I, I hated I hated it. Was just so not. I was square peg round hole. It's not what I was supposed to do. Yeah, I would just spend entire nights just doing like voices on the phone. As I was just like bored out of my yeah, mind. Yeah. Like I didn't give a shit. Yeah. And so I went home, and it took me a couple months to kind of find my feet. And then I started a show uh, August two thousand two, and then that was it. So I haven't had a real job, quote unquote, since May two thousand two. Wow. So if real. you come to this special. <laughs> you can help keep that dream alive. <laughs> I like I don't know which way the cameras are pointing. It looks like right now they're both pointed this way and I'm in like some sort of dead zone. Oh, yeah, you're not even on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Come to this. And we're also going to um 
cut together the audio from the two shows into a unique album. Yeah, so we're going to do something different with that, and uh, and it, that's going to be interesting too. So that the actual whatever, however platformed it will be, mm-hmm. the video TV version. I don't even know what you say anymore. Yeah, video. No, you're right. I put something. I was like, I need to tape a set, and everyone's like, tape. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> what do you want from me? I need to implant this into my Zerbit chip. Like I don't know what the fuck it is anymore. So I'm like, yeah, I need, I need to, to, to and then put the audio. Yeah, we'll take and we'll, we'll, add, we'll have some special features and stuff in there yeah. and some d- other shit in there. Yeah. So because I'd even said that if we get an encore, I'll do probably do some dub impressions for that. Oh, so amazing. that'll be fun if we do. So come out. <laughs> but on the late show, I'll be super drunk. So make sure you you want that encore. What the fuck do you guys want? <laughs> they want more, more. <laughs> Fat John Wick. Fat John oh my God! <laughs> that would be a great comic act, just to go on the road and like open for myself. Because I have this character called Baird Cardigan, which is the it's spelled Beard Cardigan. Yep. He's the world's most alternative comic, <laughs> and his opening acts are always like once he had a, a potted plant was yep. his opening act, and then once I had Ivan Decker playing Edgar Lee, the oldest, <laughs> oldest, angriest racist man in the world. <laughs> He's like an eighty-year-old racist open for me, and then I would, and then I would come out as. You know, Baird. Yeah. And then so the idea would be hilarious to have Fat John Wick open for, oh, to cool. host the show. But I'd have to figure out how to be Baird as well. That'd be hard to do. Because <laughs> I got a bunch of dumb characters. I was talking about this the other day. I was like, I, I want to do like a character album too. Have you heard Nine Sweaters by Eddie Daly? No. Amazing. Really? Uh, amazing. That guy oh. is a genius of character work and I don't throw it around lightly. He yeah. really is. Uh, but I was listening to it the other day and you know, great character work is like this ability to not only just, it's not just a funny voice, it's the ability to dig into why that character says the things yeah. he does and does the things he does. One of the funniest tracks on there is the one about the Tall Tales, which is uh, Donegal Ireland's, I can't remember what he's like, the Tall Tale, the number one Tall Tale teller, and, and he does this thing, and it, it's, it's, I'm not going to give it away, because it's definitely worth listening, but the way he snaps the character around, you're like, oh yeah, like that's like... That's not just I can do a funny voice. That's like yeah. I happen to know very well what I'm doing, and I'm very good at it. It's, it's pretty. Like Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen's like, a genius. Just about disappears. That. Into just it. disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like uh, Who Is America is amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's some of that. Some of that stuff is just like. Yeah. You know, and then you got other people who just like it's the same character every movie. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like that's just the same thing you were in the other movies. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler. Yeah, I mean, that's a shit yeah. on him. Yeah. But I think Spanglish was the only one where it was like, whoa, you, like, whoa, you. I love. Punch Drunk Love. Oh, that was good, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I will say that. And yeah. I did like his latest special was great. 100% yeah. Fresh was yeah. really good. It really was. good, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite comedy? What's your favorite stand-ups? Um, I, I move around. If Jeselnik releases something, I'll be excited about it, looking forward to it for months. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm on a Mark Norman kick. Mark Norman, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a really good joke writer. Very and, good joke writer. And then yeah. he's really funny on daytime television. Cause yeah. He's just so... I love that stuff. When he just... Yeah. When he just does Good Morning Cleveland yeah. yeah, that thing's hilarious. Yeah. And then I love Sarah Silverman. And then I, I got into stand-up because of David Cross's album, Shut Up, You Fucking Baby. It's a good album. It's a yeah. good album. And it was released on Sub Pop, which is, you know, an indie rock label. And I was... I, thought that was so cool yeah 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 and then he had bands open for him on, on tour and then yeah. fake shark always has comedians open our yeah. shows so oh that's cool i love that yeah. kind of stuff and nirvana did that too didn't they have bob goldthwaite open yeah, for them they did that's and he hilarious. he parachuted from naked, yeah, naked from, from, from the, the roof on new year's <laughs> eve and then he got booed off it was also the day that michael jordan retired because his dad died and then oh. he said got, bobcat goldthwaite said if my son, blah, blah, I'd fucking shoot myself in the head, too, or something. Well, I mean, it was in Chicago. Yeah, like, Bob, whoa! Yeah, whoa, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, about, what about you, Leslie? Do you, like, stand-up? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I, um, 
I, for whatever reason, was brought to Randy Newmeyer's uh, Instagram recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love. Yeah. I actually love really like funny. the local scene. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. For whatever reason, I really love um, just when I know somebody, it makes it so much funnier. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but then also. Uh, upon going to her Instagram, I discovered, rediscovered Dane Cook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, it's terrible, but no, it's so No, his first funny. album I loved. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, he's, he's, he Harmful of that. Swallowed was a good yeah. album. So yeah, yeah. Good. The thing is, it's like, it's like, the, the, the thing about stand-up and, and like, I think Dane, uh, you know, he was the first one. I think people, I think comics look at it a lot like, it tends to be, the comics that are really good at marketing aren't terribly good at comedy and vice versa. The, yeah. comedies that are, the comics that are very good tend not to be good at marketing. Yeah. Um, which is why I have no Instagram followers. Definitely worth coming and checking. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like the way, that, the meta of that, like I'm marketing while I'm not marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I think it's true and I think, I think Dan got a little backlash because, uh, you know, uh, it, comic, stand-up comedy is not a team sport mm. and so there's a little bit of that. But I also think that definitely you know the quality drop off because the thing is with comics with bands we kind of accept that like one album might be brilliant and one album might be not as good but it's still got a few good tracks on it yeah. and then the next album is really good but with comics we just assume that if the next special is not as good as or better than the one before yeah. you are not good anymore yeah. and mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a terrible place to be in any artistic field and yeah. I think Dane suffered from that he just blew up so so huge mm-hmm. and the first couple albums were so huge that you just can't yeah. follow that you can't follow yourself no. no matter what you do he would have to have and the same thing happened to to louis the same thing happened to, i mean it, it mm-hmm. just goes on and on and then and then the idea is that your career is long enough that you're able to yeah recuperate from that and create more great art which is true for sure know? and there's like there's a sweet spot it seems like that i feel like bill burr is in yeah where yeah it's like he's very famous but he's not like like dan cook was doing like round arenas yeah and then he had these frat this frat crowd, and I think yeah. that turned a lot of comedy fans off too. Well, he was the first one. Also, his humor is not complicated. There's not a yeah. lot of levels to it. It's a lot of, you know, uh, visceral act out, big broad stuff, which is yeah. great. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But if your comedy is like, see, the problem is, you know, you don't listen to an album and go, "Well, this isn't music as I know it. This yeah. is I like country. This is hip hop. This isn't music." Well, no, we say this is country music and yeah, this yeah. is hip hop music, but we don't do that That's with comedy. That's so true. Oh, exactly. We don't generate. We don't genre define. The only way we genre define with comedy is by individuals. Yeah. So you would be like, "I like Bill Burr. I yeah. like Maria Bamford. Yeah, I yeah. like Brian Regan. Yeah. Whatever you like." But you wouldn't say, I like Maria Bamford because I'm a fan of absurdist comedy. Yeah. Or I like Bill Burr because I'm a fan of, like, you know, uh, self-referencing, yeah. you know. You don't, we don't do that because that's not how we define. And that's one of the reasons why you need to very much in stand-up define yourself by what you do, by the, the work you put out. And that's why when you have a fan base, they tend to really latch onto you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why sometimes the comedy can, even if the albums aren't as good or the specials aren't as good, mm-hmm. that's why it does affect it in terms of the quality can decline over time because you're preaching to the converted so much yeah. that with stand-up, uh, you know, unless you're honestly getting a response, like you can tell if you're, if you're, playing an instrument or singing or something you're doing an album you can tell if it's not as good you know if it's not as good as before you know if you're not playing as well as before or something or people will tell you that the end but with a stand-up you don't you're just like the only way i know is if they laugh yeah and if they laugh because they paid 70 dollars a ticket and they want to see what i well then i'm yeah i don't have any real meter of it right yeah, exactly. so i think that will affect and that probably happened to dane as well like you're mm-hmm. playing 17 18,000 people and they all paid a hundred bucks to get in. I mean, you're just like, what can I possibly be doing wrong? And you yeah. see it. But now, the celebrity level, you look at people like Kevin Hart, and it's just 
ridiculous. Sebastian mm. Maniscalco, yeah. who, like, again, not my style of comedy. I mean, I like absurd stuff, but it's not traditionally, particularly for me. But it doesn't mean, like, you know, you can say a band is not good. No, you can say you don't like them. But if yeah. they're selling tickets and they're doing well, they're good to some people. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't drink Monster Energy drink. I don't say that people, it's no good. Some yeah. people fucking love it. Yeah. Some people, most of Northern Alberta is fueled by that. <laughs> oh, but we're fucking doing her. Like, that's the people, like, that is, that's what Northern Alberta is. It's just a big, that's, it's not tar sands, it's monster energy sands. That's yeah. what's going on up there. That's <laughs> Makes sense to me. The pipeline that's is lime born. green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, bud. It's got quinine. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, so I think quinine, no, I think, yeah. I think that's what's in the uh, tonic water, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Used to be used to fight yeah. uh, malaria. Wow. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I think so. Now what an informative episode of this yeah. podcast. They took the queen out. They took the malaria fighting ability out of tonic water. <laughs> I used, when I first moved to Africa to be <laughs> the queen's envoy, I would drink gin and tonics to protect myself from the dreaded shaky bug. But now, <laughs> now, it does not work as well. <laughs> now it does not work. Now I have to get a bug zapper. Mm. <laughs> Okay, guys. <laughs> and on that note, Simon, promote your special one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to see a fantastic comedy special nail never seen anywhere else? Well, it's a limited time offer. You can get it December 14th, 8 o'clock and 10.30 p.m. Make sure you buy your tickets on Eventbrite. It's going to be a fantastic comedy show. There'll be other comics on it, but I'm the one you want to see. Love me. Is that good? Perfect. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Comedy Often Podcast. I've been your host, Kevy. Thank you to Simon King. Make sure to follow him on social media. Make sure to follow us on social media at Comedy Here Often on all platforms. And subscribe to our YouTube page. See you next week. 